2020 is a critical election year for the party. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. America will never be a socialist country. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. We are born free and we will stay free. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us today, 20 for 20, we have Senator Shelley Capito from the great state of West Virginia. Senator, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Kevin and I are both longtime fans of you, you. of your work, (laughs) and we're really excited to get to know you in a way that maybe people haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. Um, First, how does it feel to be out of impeachment? feels great. Yeah. It's a lot better on the uh, yeah. posterior because you don't have to sit down quite yeah. so much. Absolutely. And it's better for the ears because you don't have to listen to the repetitive <laughs> theories. Uh, but, you know, I noticed a refreshing spirit today, really, um, both sides of the aisle. I saw everybody crossing over and kind of joking it up a bit. So uh, I think everybody's relieved it's over. Good Can to I see. ask you about those yes. desks? Like, I actually had this thought since you brought it up. They don't, they're old. They're old. They can't be comfortable. They're not as uncomfortable as they okay. look. I All will right. say that. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Not the worst. The chairs have some good padding. Yeah, they have some padding. But the desks are hundreds of years old. Cup For holders? some reason, my my desk is high. No cup holders. <laughs> no, you have the For little the water there. That'll be the next century. Right, we'll next century. We'll really advance. <laughs> yeah. So you come from a powerful lineage um, of political history in West Virginia. But we want to talk about, I actually had a chance to meet your granddaughter uh, one day in the Senate. You brought her through. Tell us about your family. You're very close with your family. Tell us about them. We are. Well, um, I'll start with my husband, uh, (laughs) who I met, uh, and we married when we were 22. Uh, We went out on a blind date. That was fine. Uh, We went to see Serpico. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, That's a little a start. violent. Yeah. And, uh, but the second date was, was the, ca- the kicker. So anyway, we married pretty young uh, and uh, started with our family. We have Charles, who's uh, going to be 40 this year. Wow. He's here. He has three children. He has Celia, Charlie, and Rose. And he's married to Laura. And they're a great family here living in D.C. Then our middle son is named for my father, uh, Archmore Capito. And he lives about a quarter of a mile from us. And he <laughs> is in the state legislature wow. in my old seat. Yes. Wow. And he has two kids, uh, Eliza, who is four, almost five, and then little Arch, who's two. Little and, Arch. And uh, they're great to be close with them. And then our daughter, whose name is Shelly. Um, she lives in New York City, and she's going to have a, her second child in two weeks, and she has a little girl, and she doesn't know what she's having. So we have six grandchildren, one on the way, and uh, we have we have a lot of fun in our family. It's, I am it's a funny. very proud to hear you have an Eliza. I have a six-and-a-half-year-old oh, Eliza, good. Uh, and she'll be very excited to hear is that. Is she an Elizabeth? She's not. She's an yeah. Eliza. Oh. She's straight up. Um, wow. So yours is an Elizabeth? Elizabeth. She's mm, an Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we just didn't have enough room on the birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned your daughter's a Shelly. Yes. Long line of Shelly's yes. in your family. Yes. What? How many? How many Shelleys are there in your family? I think I'm probably fourteen because wow. I think I'm twelve, and wow. she. I have a daughter, Shelly, and then her daughter is McCall, Shelly McCauley. So that's our fourteenth. My mother was. It's from my mother's side of the family. She was Shelly, and um, it was a last name to begin with, oh, wow. and it was a male name. Yeah. Uh, and then it became uh, a female name, and now we're just 
keeping it on. And it's an E-Y, which is uh, yep. um, the way we spell it. <laughs> do, you, do you ever worry that someone might not stay committed to Shelly and the line might mm-hmm. break? What would you do to you them? You know, I told my daughter she could do what she wanted, and uh, but I think she was really more committed to it than I was. Tradition. Uh, yeah, and uh, but it's nice. It's really, really nice. So I'm, I'm proud of that. And, you know, it does a lot with the male names. Um, and so to have another Shelly is pretty cool. Excellent. And we don't get mixed up. She's 5'11", I'm 5'3". <laughs> uh, she's little Shelly, I'm big Shelly, but I'm not really. 5'11"? Uh, my husband's tall. You've, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's, Very tall. A, that's impressive. Yeah. Tall guy. What, what are we, uh, let's talk about, one of the things, I've spent some time in West Virginia. Right. Uh, working on some campaigns. Pepperoni rolls. Are it, yes. Are it. And yes. they're delicious. They are good. Um, where where is the where does the pepperoni roll come from? Like what is like the well? Back, the I've always there? heard the deri- derivation of a pepperoni roll was what we had a lot of miners that came into the state Italian, and that it was something that they could make with bread, cheese, maybe some sauce. I don't put sauce on mine, right. but uh, and pepperonis, and you could take it underground, you know, for mining because right. you don't come out obviously. Right, right. And it wouldn't spoil or soil or get too soggy or anything like that. Now, whether that's true or not, right. I don't know. We have a lot of Italian heritage in our foods, and I make pepperoni rolls myself. Oh, you and, do? Oh, yeah, they're great. Oh, I'll make some for you. That, that, we, we, nice. We're going to need I, that. I was fishing yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing we've enjoyed asking everybody who's joined us on this podcast yes. is um, you all spend a lot of time on the road, traversing the state, spending time in all corners of, you know, mm-hmm. for you, West Virginia, mm-hmm. what is your go-to fast food? Mm-hmm. For Senator Young, it was Taco Bell. For Senator Gardner, he liked truck stop taquitos, which I think we all were pretty concerned about. <laughs> no. Do you have a go-to on-the-road fast food? If I can catch a Chick-fil-A, that's yeah. what I'll do. Excellent. Mm-hmm. But it's a problem on Sunday. Yep. Right. And if it's Sunday, I would probably go to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's yeah. your order at Wendy's? A single. Very boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but it's that's a good and single. The fries, it is yes. the fries. That's I a like good the frosty. Yeah, that's a the fry and the frosty. frosty. Oh yeah, oh, that's a good goodness. one too. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. That's the yeah. dream. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's. Uh, you know, you have also one of the other things that you have you are committed to is cartoons. You know, cartoons all over your walls right over here. Is that yeah, true? That is true. And where are they from? What are the, what is the theme of the cartoons and what? Yeah. Well, it's really. I think they're awesome, but uh, they're actually. Um, my father was in public life, yep. and back then your local newspapers had cartoonists that right. would do the local news and you know exaggerate and 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 draw political cartoons. Mm-hmm. And so my father was a very powerful kind of um, big guy, mm-hmm. and uh, so they have all these cartoons that have him being the admiral on the ship or the TKO guy in the boxing ring or the emperor walking on water. (laughs) And uh, he actually died the day after I got sworn in. And so his office was still had a lot of these things, but he had them up in a kind of hadn't really preserved them or anything. And I ran into him and I thought, I'm going to frame these and put in my office. But the the last one I just found, I'm still finding some stuff was really cool because in 1962, my dad was in Congress. He was getting gerrymandered against the longest serving Democrat. Dad was the only Republican. Yeah. Dad was young. This guy was an elderly man. Cleve uh, Bailey was his name. Mm-hmm. So it was set up for uh, JFK to come to Wheeling. Uh, and, you know, back then, if you look at pictures of old political rallies, I mean, we think, I know President Trump, they're the biggest crowds ever. We've right. never seen anything this large. Right. But people really came out and dressed up for these political rallies. So Senator Kennedy came, or uh, President Kennedy came, yep. and he was supposed to endorse Congressman Bailey. 
But instead, he says, we've got to keep, in his Boston accent, which I can't do. I can do a lot, but I can't do that one. He says, we've got to get Congressman Moore. We need more of more. Wow. And I just found this political cartoon that's got more, 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 and it's got President Kennedy. And wow. See that's awesome. The office and see it. That is incredible. And I think what happened was it was right around the time of a really important vote, mm-hmm. and my dad had been in the Oval Office. Uh, so we think now, maybe in retrospect, it might have been intentional. Wow. But I don't know. That would have been a political that maneuver. That's pretty neat. That's, that's awesome. really neat. Yeah. And, that is uh, very I cool. It, I just got it framed up, so it looks good. Well, speaking of impressions, we know that you have some really good ones. I did. First, I heard you tell a story recently involving you and Senator Shelby right. that we need to hear how that went down. Yes, I've never really been around Senator Shelby when he's kind of working his magic ways. <laughs> so we get in. It's just there were probably four other people in the room. And I'd never done this before. I mean, we we're like right at the desk in the Oval Office. <laughs> and all of a sudden... Of course, Senator Shelby's going to kick it off. And he goes, now, now, Mr. Mr. President, I mean, how about that Alabama football team? I mean, you know, Nick Saban is just unbelievable. Who's your favorite team? And then they get all into it. And, it, I mean, literally it's 15 minutes down the line. And um, Mick Mulvaney has to go, uh, we're here to talk about the um, – but um, it was masterful on yeah. Shelby's part. Yeah. Because he's like – and then the other thing Shelby did that I just loved was every time the president would, like he tends to do, get off into a different topic, right. once we got into the meat of the topic, he'd say, now, 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 you know, he always holds his hands up here like this, now, now, Mr. President, I mean, we're, we're, let's go back to where we were. We, we, we are here on this page, correct? And uh, so I got a good lesson in old-time uh, legislating from yeah. Senator Shelby. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's I, one wow. of a kind. He's one of a kind. It's yeah. an, it's incredible. Yeah, he's really good. Yep. I, that's impressive. There's yeah. a rumor in the street you got a Bernie in you got a Bernie in practice. Well, well, people ask me a lot, you know, they want to know, you've served with Bernie for a long time. What's right. he like? And I said, "Well, I've served with him in the House for years and then in the Senate, and the only interaction I have is if we get in the elevator and he says, "Hello, Shelley." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Hey, Bernie. Hello, Shelley. <laughs> he seems kind of grumpy. I went, "Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is kind of grumpy." What is but, the scuttlebutt in the caucus about, like, Bernie? Like, it's, it's New Hampshire, you know, it has just happened, and, like, he had a good run. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you guys talk about? Can you believe, is it a surprise to well, you all? Of course, or? after last week, we were just, you know, right. uh, with the Iowa caucus thing, so messed up for them. The State of the Union, uh, the uh, acquittal, so get that behind us. And then the president really rolling into a couple really big rallies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think we're feeling pretty good. Every newspaper in the country said, huh, Republicans got to be feeling pretty good. Right. And then Bernie. And we're, we're thinking, are they really going to nominate Bernie? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it looks like they could. Yeah. And I, I think we're happy about that. <laughs> because, you know, our country's right. not an, a socialist. We're not right. even half left. We're not even far left like he is. And uh, But he, he has tapped into something. Yeah. And it's younger people, and uh, so we'll see how far that takes him. I think we're surprised that uh, that Biden has. You know, a lot of people serve with Biden sure. that he hasn't kind of lifted up more, and um, so we, you know, can't really figure out what's yeah. going on. But yeah. welcome, that's, welcome that's to there. politics in twenty twenty. That's, right? <laughs> that's their problem this we got year. Thumb yeah. to the wind, and just yeah. kind of hope to God it all works yeah. out. Yeah. Well, one of the fun things that you're involved in, speaking of um, associating with your colleagues, is you're kind of a leader on the Senate softball team. Oh. 
How, how did that begin and sort of what's been in your involvement with that? Well, gosh, probably 12 years ago when I was on the, on the house side, Joanne Emerson and um, uh, Debbie Washerman Schultz. Uh, Debbie Washerman Schultz is a survivor of breast cancer, and it's for young survivors of breast cancer to raise money. You know, the guys have their baseball uh, game. And so we decided rather than playing against one another, we'd play on the same team and we play against the mutual enemy, the press. Yes. So, we can all um, unite behind that. But the bad thing was they killed us because they're like <laughs> no. 25 years yeah. younger than we are. Yeah, they're kids. And they are kids and they're good. And and so I've played every year. I play third base. I actually was MVP last year, but I said it's the- I was the, there. That was great. It's the um, Susan Lucci Award. Yeah. You know, remember she kept <laughs> yes. never getting the Emmy and she, she sticks around long enough. Finally, they give her an award. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. And some people take it too seriously. Of course. Who takes it too seriously? Oh, we Name can't, names. We can't make her do that. Name, All right. Names. What about any members of the media? Because we can make <laughs> yeah, right. them. Yeah, right. the media. Oh. The media uh, <laughs> well, really we have, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Amy Walters is their, is their captain. Yep. She's good. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they recruit, you know. 5, 10, 5, 11, 24 year olds that have a blog uh, over in East Asia that are considered press. And, and, and that's a problem. Yep. Not the East Asia part, yeah. but you know, you know what I'm saying. They, they bring in some ringers. They bring in some ringers. Yeah. yeah. So I like um, Sweet. Uh, she's from Chicago. Yeah. I like her because she's yeah. about my age. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have Carl Hulse, uh -huh. is uh, on the uh, sidelines and kind of a um, manager. Yeah, and the guy who's with NBC, he's a third base coach too. Frank Thorpe. Frank. Yeah. Frank. Frank is a Frank's good okay. He yeah. went to WVU, so I can't get too hard. <laughs> on him. Right, yeah. So it's a little banter there over on third base with me and but Frank. You also in the past have been the fastest member <laughs> of the Senate, so we can see why you'd be MVP. Tell us yeah. about being the fastest well, member of the Senate. Yes, I was until Cinema decided to. <laughs> oh God, yeah. smoke yeah. me. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I run, I run, I ran mm -hmm. my first marathon in. Um, the end of October, wow. I ran the Marine Marathon. That's awesome. First amazing. and last. Yes. And, you only have to do uh, one. I'm always, I know. I've always run, and I I, th I think I'm better at little shorter races <laughs> where I can get yeah. a little speedier. Mm -hmm. But I've always played sports. I've always loved sports, and, and so I still do, even at my age. It's fun. That's fantastic. I've made a lot of good friends playing sports. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the movies. Yes. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie ever is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. Is it really? Oh, I love it. What a great film. It is so great. <laughs> Tell us about your, your memories with Ferris Bueller. Well, you I know? mean, you know, no, I don't know him. Actually, I saw it. It was on TV the other day, and he was so young when he was right. Isn't it crazy? But um, the part I saw that was on TV is when the principal comes to the house. Oh, yeah. And the sister's there, and he comes around the corner, and she... It's <laughs> like karate and, she, and, she, and he's got clean ups up his nose, and... And then you know the the kid um, with his um, oh no the, um, the the teacher Bueller yeah yep. yep. Ben Stein yeah Bueller yeah and uh, and then the mother's always fawning oh oh, yeah. oh, oh Ferris <laughs> oh, I know God. you're sick I'm so sorry and he's like yes <laughs> and the sister's so mad I just think it's hilarious yeah movie. is there who would you say is the closest thing to the Ferris Bueller of the Senate Ooh. mischievous adventurous sometimes. Cause a little bit of trouble, but still a, a fun, likable guy. I would guy. have said Ben Sass. Yeah, that was, was going to be my guess. Yeah. Ferris Bueller. He's that younger, yeah. and he likes to stir it up. But <laughs> if Mike Lee wasn't a Mormon, it would probably be, it would probably be him. Because <laughs> he's a little mischievous he himself. Is. Yes. Yeah. He yes. is. What 
is the most mischievous bit of trouble you remember ever getting yourself into in high school and college? Oh, oh, oh I mean, this is, this is Putting you on the spot geez, a little Louise, bit. You're really Putting you on the spot. <laughs> We're diving in deep. I don't know that it would surprise you to know I really was a pretty, pretty yeah. good rule follower. Uh, oh, boy. I, this wasn't even in college. I do remember one of the things that was... <laughs> What, what I thought at the time was the worst, but this is only fourth grade, <laughs> but um, I was behind the school smoking a cigarette. Oh, my, oh my, my gosh. fellow fourth my. graders, they brought it. <laughs> and then we were talking about it as we were walking home, but, and my little sister, who was only in first grade, was listening. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. So Uh-oh. I knew what was going to happen as soon yeah. as we got home. Wow. I was tell my mother. Yeah. So I had to fess up. My mother was behind the school smoking a cigarette. She probably wanted to laugh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that that's one memory I have that's, that was uh, not. Was there a punishment there? I don't even remember yeah. if she got mad at me. I, literally, she had to be laughing. Speaking of smoking and burning things, we can edit this out <laughs> if you don't want to talk about it. When did the couch burning thing start in Morgantown? You know, that started a couple years ago when we had a really big victory. And, you know, a lot of the people live in houses that have second and third and fourth hand couches. And on the porches they have their couches. And they just started throwing them out (laughs) in the street. Well, they had to really crack down on that because it was getting dangerous. Yes, yes. So anyway, for Christmas one year, I gave my husband a little mini couch and, you know, all that kind of (laughs) stuff. He can... Yeah, but it's an incredible uh, tradition. Yeah, it, they did That's it for awesome. about probably two or three years, and then like every bad idea, it got yes. way out of hand yes. Yes. and unsafe, and so they, that they can happen. Stop. Yeah, I mean you get thrown out of school now. Yeah. <laughs> So you have a really great story about the first time you rode on Air Force One with President Trump. You told it at an event a few months ago, and I found it in our research, and I feel like Kevin would really want to hear that story. You know, the president only asks you to come up into his section of the airplane uh, at his invitation. You don't start out there, and that's the same way the times I got to ride with Bush. So the president had asked uh, if I wanted to come up there. And, oh, uh, yeah, he had two drinks. He had a Fanta, and he had a looked like a tomato juice and it had a celery in it it looked like you know an alcoholic drink but yeah. i'm sure it wasn't he doesn't drink and right. i said oh mr president you're you're so healthy here he goes i'm not drinking that <laughs> um but i guess they were trying so as we were landing um he goes back into his little area he didn't close the door or anything and he says um and he comes out and he goes do you want to freshen up well i wasn't sure do I need to freshen up or what are you telling me here? And he says, uh, you can use my bathroom. And I said, oh, wow, okay. Of course, typical female, I'm going to want to check the bathroom of Air mm-hmm. Force One out. What is that like? <laughs> so I go there and just as I'm getting ready to go in, he goes, you can use anything you want. I got stuff in there. He says, plenty of hairspray. <laughs> I said, thanks. He's got yeah. that covered. Yeah. He's yeah. got that covered. But he was, uh, that's where I got to see tweeting in motion. Yeah. Yes, because he was actually dictating. It was the day Mueller uh, testified. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was riding pretty high. And so he dictates it. He was dictating it that day. Interesting. Uh, and redoing it, and there was some discussion as to, well, Mr. President, you're kind of having a good day here, so do you really have to <laughs> <laughs> dive in? Go up, dive in on everybody today? And so he moderated, which yes. I thought was Very smart. Yeah. Um, you kind of alluded to this, but I, I do feel like, and it's worth revisiting as we kind of like look into 2020 and your race and stuff, the environment, especially over the last week, it's really come to fruition or, or mm-hmm. come to everyone's attention, I should say, that like, you know, even though the press and cable news might be out there beating on Republicans and saying how terrible this is or terrible that is, like, it's just not the case. And I wonder, like, you know, we live in an ivory tower here in DC mm-hmm. a lot. Like when you're back in West Virginia, 
does does the mood and the reception and the feeling people get there? Do you, do you, do you sense that like everyone here is missing something as well, and that they, things are more like last week than they are the media saying? Well, certainly last week was a yeah, great week, right. and and that was fe- I felt that at home when I went home. I mean, I had more than usually you get some people, hey, hey, good job, good yeah. job, or or um, you know people ignore you but uh (laughs) but in this case it was probably four times that of yay thank you for your vote and all that kind of stuff so there was a real upbeat but i mean i think what people look at is a is a long they have a longer lens that they're looking through and you know we had a really difficult time during the obama administration you know our high energy state uh our coal industry was just decimated and it just took everything down and people say shelly but coal's you know not the not the fuel of the future Okay, but do you just drop people off of cliffs and say, you're not going to be able to do this anymore? Right. And and that's what happened. It was so unfair, and we kept trying to pound the table on it. So the economic uplifting that, that has occurred under this president is very palpable. Um, and, and I think that leads to um, uh, Trump is very popular in my state. And, you know, for the first time we took over both um, – uh, houses of the legislature yeah. we have republican governor now he changed mm-hmm. parties yeah. yep. but uh and so uh, the re- but still west virginia still has a a, a underpinning of demo uh, of democrat we were, we're more registered democrat than republican even at this date right but they're losing they lost eighty three thousand democrats last year o- over the last two years wow yeah that's crazy well that really sets us up perfectly for our sort of last possibly most important question mm-hmm. which is what do you see as the stakes for West Virginia, for our Senate majority, mm-hmm. for everyone going into 2020, especially after seeing what we've seen in these last few weeks, first with this really partisan, unfortunate impeachment battle, and then a string of really important victories that hit home for your constituents? Right. Well, what I see is, as I framed it about West Virginia, West Virginians don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. And what, what represents them to going back are the policies that... Biden and Bernie and and Buttigieg and and Warren are all bringing. They're bringing back the policies. They're saying no fracking, no uh, you know Green New Deal, Medicare for all. Um, a lot of their policies are the policies that would just take us back as a state to where we we've just now digging out of. Right. And and I think that that is something on the regulatory front. Our small businesses are really thriving, and I think regulation is something that you really underplay how much impact it has on on a business but it really you can see now after three years what an impact it has and I find in elections too that you can be very positive about what you're going to do and how you're going to keep the momentum going and I think that's what people want to see but at the same time drawing that contrast is always really critical I mean the first time I ran I ran against a guy that spent seven million dollars I had there hadn't been a Republican in over 20 years how did I do that? I kept saying it was the right message and the right messenger. And I think those things still really count. So we have to have our messengers out there talking about our right message of economic uh, security and national security. And really a president who, if you go back and look at his, um, his speeches from three years ago, what he was going to do, that's what he's doing. Yeah. And, you know, th- so that goes, I think, to the fundamental fairness of what people feel. They feel like I, he's treating me fair. And I have a son who lives here in the, in the, in the district, and, and he said, Mom, to, three years ago, do people really feel that disenfranchised? And I said, get out of Whole Foods, mm-hmm. honey. 
Uh-huh. You got to get out there and come see back to Kroger. Yeah, come back to Kroger's. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they'll tell and, you, and they'll tell you. Yeah. And uh, so I think um, that's really important for us. You can't assume people associate their good feelings with policies. I mean, I think they do, and they're smart enough to know that. But you got to keep reminding mm-hmm. them. It's a fight. We always yeah. say around here, campaigns and candidates matter. They do. Uh, as well. We couldn't agree more. You're one of our better candidates. Oh, thank one of you. Our better members of our caucus. Mm-hmm. One of our favorites. We're excited to have you back. So thanks for being here. Uh, we really appreciate so, you and your time. I hope Shelby doesn't kick me <laughs> off appropriations <laughs> now. <laughs> you made him look great. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator. Thanks again for joining us on 20 for 20. Again, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Ricochet.com and the Ricochet Network. Thanks again for being with us. 20 for 20 is paid for by the NRSC, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. NRSC.org.